Hi, I'm Rafaro, and you're listening to Start Up Surrey, a podcast brought to you by Student Enterprise at the University of Surrey. This week, we spoke to Sebastian Brickle and Matthew Morrison, who founded and run both Beanstalk Social and the Hunt app. Seb and Matt began their journeys at the University of Surrey in 2016 and 2015 as business management students and began their startup journey together in 2018 when they founded Beanstalk Social. In this week's episode, we talked about starting a business with a co-founder, expanding your professional network and their experiences of growing their businesses out of the co-working space we have here on campus. We had a really interesting conversation and I know that you're going to take something valuable away from it. Okay, first of all, could you guys introduce yourselves? Could you tell us who you are and what your business is? My name's Matt Morrison and I'm the CEO and founder of Hunt and Beanstalk. First of all, Hunt is essentially a new mobile app that is creating a new way to explore a city in the most simplest formats. My name's Sebastian. I also have co-founded both those businesses with Matt. We have uh, one of our businesses, Beanstalk Social, which is a digital marketing company. Basically, we come into SMEs and we deliver a strategy and then content for them. Great. So should we start off with Beanstalk? Could you tell us about the process of going from ideation to launch and how the business came about? So basically, um, when I first came to uni, obviously I was a, a year ahead of Seb at the time. I came here with the intention of basically starting a business. I wasn't really fussed about a degree, but I knew if I came to university, I would be surrounding myself with some of the brightest minds, hopefully the brightest minds anyway, uh, in the country. And so I came here and I joined a society called Anactus because it was the closest thing I could find at the time to, to doing that. Basically, somehow they just pretty much threw on to me within the first month, basically to run over, um, run and take over the project of the consultancy project which was great, and I was like, okay, cool, let's revamp this whole thing, set it all up, and basically pulled in loads of people. Seb was one of those people, that 15 people in a library room, which was really stuffy and really hard trying to pull things out of people, but Seb just wouldn't shut up. So we decided to go ahead and like, okay, let's, let's look at doing this. And then we found out from an actress we couldn't make money, and both me and Seb are money hungry. <laughs> so we were just like, screw this, let's, uh, let's do it ourselves. So we went off, we spoke to a guy called Nigel. Um, he was one of the mentors on residence here at Student Enterprise. And we were like, yeah, what do we do here? You know, consultancy, business consultancy is not really our thing. You know, we're not finance, uh, financials or anything like that. You know, accountants. He's like, we'll focus on digital. So we're like, okay. Let's give it a crack. I had no idea. I was actually confessed technophobe, I think about four years before I came here. So I had to quickly learn everything about social media. And then, yeah, we just, me and Seb just pretty much spent a good couple of years just really honing the skills of of social media uh, and marketing in general to understand how we could actually help these smaller businesses and understand our marketplace. Yeah. And during that time, we we really tried everything. We tried to be influencer marketers. We had something called Campus Life, which (laughs) completely bombed and failed, but uh, it taught us lots. And... We just, yeah, we, we went from doing stuff to completely free to our first paycheck, which I think was £150 a month. And that included a photo shoot, full strategy and content, graphic design, pretty much everything oh. for £150. But well, the thing was as well, like they were paying us £150 a month because they said, oh, we can't really afford a great yeah. deal. And then they posted up on Instagram a new two and a half grand computer to do stuff. So, we're like, so yeah, we, we learned very quickly what the, you know, kind of industry was like and what it took. And then we just kind of refined our skills from that. You know, the internet is amazing what you can learn on. To be honest, like Google has so many courses, taught myself all the AdWords, um, all the core skills that we needed. And then it just came from practice. We didn't actually make 
Beanstalk, a limited company, for about a year and a half after we had restarted it. And then we didn't even trade for the first six months. So it was definitely a journey. And then when we did decide to, to make the plunge, we had already secured a client and we just mm. had a retainer on that. So Yeah, I, I was on placement. Um, basically, yeah. my placement. Yeah, you know, I, I focused on trying to find a company that I could walk into and basically be a marketing manager. Um, which was which turned out to be our client in the end. And I just spent a solid year doing everything for them from the ground up. They went from nothing to actually doing quite well now, um, which is quite a nice little story for us. Um, and we still got our clients then to this day. But it just taught us so much. So I think one thing that a lot of students trying to get into a business like this would struggle with initially is finding that first client. So could you tell us a little bit more about how you found that first client and how you were able to maintain that relationship? It was placement year for me. So it was probably a bit of a different route than I would imagine a lot of people do. So for me, I was obviously just hunting SMEs that were looking for an intern of some kind, a graduate or whatever to take on this role and then tailor my CV, tailor my approach, call them up, speak to them and and talk to them basically and and try and get in there. I think sometimes a lot of people come to university have this, I think a misconception that they must go to a really big company, you know, JP Morgan and stuff like that. I have to be there. But realistically, what are you going to bring to that company that you're going to learn a lot from? I think it's much better to go to a smaller company, especially if you're looking to start a business up because, you know, you can go there and you can just get your hands on everything. You can see every aspect of the business and work very closely with the founders and CEOs to see everything fundamentally so mm. yeah i think that's uh, really I think, how we fostered it yeah i think if you show initiative you can go really far um i think if you just show that hey i'm willing to work put in the hours and i have your best intentions at heart and you're honest with them they will help you a, a lot of people you know you think oh they're so and so ceo they'll never talk to me but if you just go to them and say hey i really would just like some advice just help Mm. people like giving advice um and you'll find people take you under your wing and that's really helped us massively i mean with our first client even though they weren't the best we just said hey look we're willing to to do stuff for free we're willing to just learn and work with you and they took a chance on us you know um Mm. we we didn't work with them uh, i think forever but I think Richard Branson always said it, be- said it best. He said, say yes now and learn yeah. later. And that's pretty much been our motto. You know, We've never said no to an opportunity. We've never said no to a bit of work. I mean, we did a, a video for a massive client, yeah. an absolutely massive client who are actually like really big in the field of funny enough, videography <laughs> and marketing. So it was a real like, why do you need us? You know, and it, it, it didn't go as well as planned, but <laughs> we learned everything. We learned everything we possibly could. And it wasn't the mm-hmm. fact that I think our skills were what made it go down because I think our skills were fine. I think it was understanding client relationships and setups and the processes and that's something you do learn when you go to an agency uh, bigger agencies but yeah just throw yourself in i think yeah what we've always done great so how would you say that student enterprise in the university helped you to get those things to acquire those skills to develop the business and to continue to get those clients i would say first off it's just the student enterprise especially them just sitting down with you talking through your idea you know they re- uh, they do this all all day every day so they can just kind of tell you whether okay do i think this idea is feasible if you are going to go through this what support networks are there and that was really good in the early stage so we had started beanstalk without any involvement with student enterprise it wasn't until later that we really had that relationship and that just opened doors to funding mentors and just to know that you're not alone you know it it still seems that we're kind of alone now Mm. but having that you know place in the university that says yeah we can support you while you're doing your education um has been really yeah i totally totally agree i think yeah the network has been the biggest thing it's a lonely lonely place being an entrepreneur i think 
you know, we're lucky because we found each other early on and we went in together in all aspects. But I had a co-founder before Seb that I tried working with and it was an absolute nightmare. And it's just, I think, knowing other entrepreneurs at the Student Enterprise has been the biggest asset. And it's something we've really started to pull a lot more in the last few months. And it's just done so well because everyone's got different expertise and everyone wants to help each other. Everyone's been mm. told this misconception, I think, that, you know, oh, hide your idea, protect everything you've got with your life. You know, it's all going to go. Other entrepreneurs aren't that out to steal. They're too busy with their own stuff. In fact, they want to help you because it will come back around and they know that. It's quite nice, actually. I quite like it. Yeah, definitely. So you talked a little bit there about finding a co-founder after having had a not so great experience previously. So do you have any tips or tricks for how to find a co-founder and how to maintain that relationship through all the different aspects of the business? On the first bat from going from a bad co-founder, <laughs> Seb's really good at firing co-founders by the way, <laughs> um, is, is don't I get into business show. with friends, first yeah. of all, friends and family. Um, people think, oh, that's always work with your friends and family because they're brilliant. No, you'll ruin the relationship. Going with a business business mind, going with a business relationship, find the skill sets <clears> you <throat> don't have and complement them is definitely a thing. And don't think just because, oh, okay, say they're a good coder, they must be a great co-founder. That's not the not the case at all. Being an entrepreneur is a completely different mindset. You tend to be a jack of all trades, I think, and you're just good people, a good people person. Yeah. Uh, I think friendship comes second. You know, me and Matt are friends now. I mean, we spend so much time together. I'd... Friends. <laughs> We're legally binding friends. Yeah, um, it's worse than a marriage. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think we both understand that we've put everything into this and the business comes first. You know, so when we have disagreements, we always have between us the understanding that if we both don't agree, we don't do it. That's pretty much how our relationship works. And it just solves everything because yeah. we go, well, we really want to be successful. So if we don't agree... We're not going to be. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So that's really important. And then, kind of like a technical thing, get contract signed. So if you're, you know, getting serious about it, have something signed that say, if this person leaves, they don't get anything. Milestone equity is is always a really good thing. You should include yourself into that, even if you had the idea. Say, okay, we're going to put this amount of time. We're going to put everything into it. And if either one of us leaves, then we only get x amount of money or x amount of, of shares because you don't want to be stuck with someone who leaves after three months and they own you know half of your company and we just just make sure the person you get into business with is has got the, the stamina mm. um because you know we've been through quite a few founders other founders on the tech side definitely and it's just stamina watching seeing these people not being able to go as soon as the going gets tough they just drop they're like that's it they walk away they find other different things soft things to do i think it's it's a tough tough world but you've you've got to find someone who can yeah. really hold the distance and keep going when you have no money and it's extremely stressful and you have to give everything to it that's when people quit and you can only find that out by getting to that point but you so, also find the true color of people yeah. when money is involved so could you tell us a little bit more about hunt where did that idea initially come from <laughs> okay so one thing i'll probably get clear right now is i'm basically the ideas man seb always tells me shut up <laughs> so uh, most of the ideas that come come from pretty much from from me and then seb goes nope yes nope yes basically about a year and a half before we actually did it which was starting last year i had this wonderful idea i saw pokemon go and i thought you know what? it'd be really really great to figure a way of using that in the retail industry that'd be so cool so i was like okay let's, let's do let's do this and we were looking at an app called Hunt Live originally, which is basically you could hide top-end shoes, like top-end uh, pre-release sort of items, and you could hide them for avid enthusiasts to go hunt and find. It's a fun way for these guys, instead of queuing up outside, say, an Apple shore for three days to wait for the new iPhone. They could actually go and find it somewhere in the, in the, in the world. 
it was tough to get this off the ground and we, we kind of kept tweaking it and obviously you go through the whole shooting enterprise system of understanding the problem the solution and there was no real problem there it was just something fun so you know we kind of built it up from there and we then built another app which kind of looked at again still using the pokemon go aspect where users could explore the city because the high street's obviously dying so we're like okay let's try and get people to go around and, and and interact with the high street did that we built the app it was wonderful we're like yeah let's go out it's fantastic spoke to users and users went meh yeah it's okay they weren't that fussed about ar basically they were just like it's it's a cool gimmick but nothing more wasn't going to drive them to do anything so we've reiterated now and we've now created a newer version that doesn't actually use augmented reality not yet anyway i'm still pushing for it um yeah we're about to release that and it's a lot more exciting got a lot more heads turned which is really good cool so one thing that both of you mentioned was funding so could you tell us a little bit more about your experience of gaining funding and how student enterprise was able to help you with that sure um so they, I mean, it changes every year, mm -hmm. but there's always um, like either a pot that student enterprise have themselves or things that Santander do or um, external. So it, it's really that student enterprise tell you, hey, they're here, this is what they're, they're for, and then um, they help you get that funding. So, you know, the first step is always just to, to talk to student enterprise. And then if they know you, they'll tell you, hey, you know, you should go for this because we think you're suitable for it. So I think that's something really good with student enterprise is that because they know you so well and you've gone through their program, they then can help you get that funding. And we found that because we've been here for so many years now, when we go to these things, we know everyone on the panel already. So, you know, it's no guarantee they're going to get the, the money or whatever, but it definitely does help. So what was mentorship like for you guys, both in terms of the mentorship you received here at the university and mentorship that you developed through your um, external business networks? Oh, it's been invaluable. It's been absolutely invaluable. I mean, early days, we kind of got told with Beanstalk it was a, a non-starter. Oh, it's too man-heavy. You'll never do this. It'll never go anywhere. Ironically, the guy who said that is now one of our lead mentors. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. I mean, yeah, for us, the, the mentors have, have opened up doors, have opened up eyes. They've really pushed it forward. I think with the mentors, once you get past the initial problem, early, early stage stuff, they then really show their worth. That's when they're, they're at their best. But yeah, they've just been absolutely brilliant. I've really opened up some doors in SE. Yeah, no, absolutely amazing. And you can never have enough favours in your, you know, your arsenal. The, the amount of favours that I've called over university and I continue to, to call from either mentors or other business um, founders or whatever it might be has just helped us get to where we are. Like so many times an opportunity's come and you're like, we can't do it, so we've had to call in favours and it's allowed us to do that. So unless you have that support network, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, 100%. Could you tell us any specific stories? For instance, early days when we were looking at Beanstalk, Nigel was fantastic. I mean, he really steered the direction of where we were going in the early days Yeah, by saying to us, you know, look at digital. What are your strengths? And making you focus inward on what you can what you can do and what your expertise might be is something really good. Because I think a lot of times you think, oh, there's a really cool product, I'll do that. But it's not always about the products, people actually invest in people. So it's about knowing yourself, kind of really pull that out. So I think that was, that was really useful by Nigel. Yeah, and, uh, the mentors as well, when you get to a certain stage, you know, they're, they're going to be nice to you when you've got your first idea stage and all that. But then, you know, when you're actually running this business and going forward, they're going to be completely brutally honest with you. You know, not in a, a way to put you down, but they're going to be straight with you because they've done it. They understand, you know, this is what it takes to be successful. And just having that, you know, clarity helps you so much. The amount of times that we've had a mentor turn around and go, you know, but is the money in it there? No, well, then don't do it. And you just turn and you look at yourself and think, you know, you're right. So I think having that honesty as well, not just people going, oh, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to do this. 
it really really does help you actually be successful yeah i guess yeah it's helping you going through the processes that you wouldn't normally have known so it's just yeah really useful cool so you guys both started this business as students so would you say that starting a business as a student gave you any unique advantages well i would say to that free time yeah um nowhere else would i have been able to especially as i came from devon so as i lived on a farm like there's nothing around me so being able to come to a place where you know hustle and bustle i can go to london i can meet all these fantastic mentors through a large organization has been invaluable and then the time you know three years having yes I've got debt but having a place to stay that's my own you know being able to do something full-time where I'm supported and then have that extra time to you know kind of do my own thing now that we're both alumni I realize how difficult it is Mm -hmm. to support yourself you know like you have to pay those bills so you have to a lot time to to work um, and that really eats up to your your free time, which you get at university and you just don't realise. I think a lot of students take it for granted how much time you actually have. So, yeah, free, free, use your free time. Definitely. I think one of the biggest things I've ever found with being a student, probably one of the only things really, is just the, um, obviously, access to network. Um, obviously, things like student enterprise, mentors and stuff like that. Doing that outside of university would be an incredible uphill battle. Obviously, there's lots of places to go, but you'd be fighting against fit, bigger fish, um, which is quite quite tough. Yeah, so I think that's definitely the biggest advantage. Having that weight of that kind of academic institution behind you, you can kind of go in and sneak into retailers and stuff like that and say, oh, I'm here to yeah. do some student research. Um, but actually, you're there looking for your own product. I think that that's probably the biggest advantage you really get there is, is leveraging that status. So what advice would you give to a student or recent graduate who wants to start a business? Don't do it. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's, um, I would say it's hard. It's hard work, definitely for sure. So be committed. Don't go in, don't go in half-assed, pardon my language. You know, you've got to really go full, full hog into this and be prepared to put in the long hours, the long days, no weekends, that kind of thing. Uh, And just, just, yeah, just be prepared for that really. And network as much as you can. Don't rely on, don't don't think because you've got a degree and what you've learned in your degree, it's going to be useful afterwards. Some aspects are, but by and, large, by and large, a lot of people aren't that fussed by it. They're not impressed by it as much as they used to be, I don't think. So, you know, know your stuff, go out, learn, and really just slog. Really, really be prepared to put that, that back work in. Yeah, I would just say, don't be afraid to give it a go, you know. Um, we, we do say it's extremely hard, um, but there's, there's no harm in just trying, you know. You might find it's too hard, and then what have you done? You've learned something. Um, and something that I've like learned massively that I was so surprised employers love the entrepreneur route that mm. I've taken and it's made me extremely employable so I know that if I ever want to jump into the career path I've got a very nice you know place to go to if I want to do that so yeah there's no harm because you're taking the time in your free to build yourself to learn skills that will make you employable so yeah go for it Find a student enterprise, go to some skill sessions, you can't lose anything. Have fun with it as well. Yeah. I think if you as long as you have fun every day and you're trying to find something that you know, put a smile on your face, day you you're doing this because you want to enjoy it. You've got to enjoy mm-hmm. it, um, to be able to do it. You don't just do it because I want to be a business, I want to be the next Elon Musk. That's not why they do what they do. They do it because they just love what they do. Um, and it just happens to bring in money and bring in value, which is a great byproduct. But you know, you gotta have fun while you're doing these things. So find something you're really, really passionate about, and 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 figure it out. Go have fun, solve a problem. You know, and yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, I think if you're unsure about what you want to do with your life, it's a good route because you'll you figure out who you are. So, mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. recommend it. 
So, what are your next steps for the businesses? So, uh, we are currently in a transition period with Beanstalk between doing that full time, both of us. So, currently, it supports us about halfway, three quarters of the way,、um, in terms of financially. So, we want to take that to the next level where we don't have to do part time jobs.、Uh, Matt works a couple hours a week, and then I work a bit more. I work a couple of days a week. So, we want to do that full time. And then with Hunt, we just want to get investment and do that、um, also full time. Yeah. We just want to do our own thing. We want、yeah. to create. Oh, we, well, we, we love creating stuff.、Yeah. And unfortunately, we still need to eat. <laughs> so, you know, it's about making money, but at the same time, enough money. It's not about being the richest person on the planet. It's, it's、mm. just about having the freedom to always create, always evolve, make something new. And we're never stuck in the same rut. We don't, we don't turn and go, okay, we have to do this way, even if it's not working and bash our heads against the, against the wall. We are always looking for something new. And that's just、yeah. part of the fun, really. I think that's kind of u s is what's next is who knows, but who knows, but who cares? Let's、yeah. go for it, man. <laughs> I think as long as you can pay your bills, then. Yeah. What does it matter? I think, I think it's also, I really can't stress the amount of having a co founder. It's, it's,、yeah. it's doing it on your own is much harder. We have someone next to you who's like, yeah, man, let's do it together. You know, step into the dark together. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Okay, so if you could have one person, dead or alive, whether they be business related or just like someone you personally admire, in your contacts, who would it be? Warren Buffett and his, <laughs> and his wallet. Um, <laughs> nah, um... I think it's too cliche to say someone like Bill Gates.、Um, but those, I mean, the thing is, you can have someone really brilliant, but unless you work well with that person, it is worth nothing. That's what we're saying. We've gone through co founders. We've worked with some really brilliant people that are really smart, but they, we just don't, you know, either they don't have the commitment for the business. Or we just don't gel well together, and that's so important. So, yeah, you could say like Elon Musk or one of the big ones, but if you don't work well together, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's that, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is no one major though, like, yeah. yeah, I really want this person in my, in my life, I want this person here, you know, it's. No, not really. I think just, yeah, I'm, quite, I'm kind, of, kind, of, kind of content, do you know what I mean, to be completely honest at the moment. It's just about pushing forward. Could you tell us a little bit more about your plans for Hunt? Yeah, so、um, we just did user testing、uh, where we had 20 retailers on board and about 100 users actively downloading it.、Uh, we learned a huge amount. So, based on that, we've redesigned the app and we're currently building the new version for a launch in about two months. So, while we're working on that, there's things like investment. Uh, we're looking at just anything that allows us to take it to the next step because once you get through idea stage and then you actually launch it, like we have, it's, a, it's like a cliff edge, you know, it's,、mm-hmm. it's a completely different ballgame. So we're just trying to take that to the next level, I think,、um, and prepare us now for pre seed. So if you're not familiar with kind of business processes, you normally go idea stage, you'll go for kind of like prototyping and then. An MVP launch, usually without much money or any money. And then、uh, you'll do pre seed, which is under 100,000. You'll do seed over 100,000. And then you'll get up to like Series A and stuff, which is in the millions later on. So,、um, yeah, we're just kind of looking at those options because we're、uh, pre, pre revenue.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can launch something, and then, like,、uh, I think it's MailChimp, never had any funding ever.、Yeah. Uh, and they just made so much money from day one that they could do it. Yeah,、But、definitely. You don't always need to have funding、um, to do stuff. It just really helps.、Um, especially when you're building a, a product like this. If you're not a, a 
tech co-founder or a tech person and you can't physically code it yourself you need mm. to pay for those skill sets or bring someone on board with those skill sets which is both equally just as tough as one another um but just touching a bit further on a different angle of what, what's going on hunt as well obviously we, we launched in london so we're looking to try and launch launch uh, early summer next year the way things are going that, that should be possible um and launch in london itself as a as a baseline ground zero type thing provided that works next year then we'll be spreading out across the uk and europe and that's 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 the main plans realistically right now i think and what we're doing sometimes where the app's actually going to start going but yeah yeah it's a it's been a real journey because as you said as matt said about kind of we've changed the idea and we've evolved we're now in the stage of okay how do we make it into a sustainable business so we found out that something that's really lucrative is actually the information side and the, the data and the algorithms that you can build which no one would see in the app it's just there in the background so we're working on that now um, we're actually working with um the academics at university yeah. at the moment so i've got a, a team of three different academics that are all looking to work on spatial analysis movement data and um just generally what sort of data we can bring back to the high street and how we can help high streets to reimagine how things are, should be uh, and the tourism industry and things like that as well and you know it's, it's quite quite exciting times i didn't realize but you know according to these academics as well what we're actually doing what we can provide could be you know kind of game changing a little bit in the data aspects so they're they're really quite excited by it so we're currently looking to go for the innovation voucher scheme and, and hopefully we'll be able to get that ball rolling pretty soon as well which would be uh, really exciting stuff yeah. a whole new dynamic to the app the app itself is only a small part i think people mm. think oh i'll just I'll, I'll release an app and it will make me lots of money it just, it's just well, a face it's just a the face. app itself yeah. is just a consumer tool a face to play, play something yeah. there's so much more that goes on the back backs back end that you don't realize um and something else as well with us the app is not going to be okay we'll build this app that's it you know for us we will build an app and then we'll build several other apps off the back of it as well so it'd be a suite of things that we're looking to try and build um so there's there's so much scope to do so many different things but again it all kind of goes back down to to getting the funding building that team and getting it out there really getting the first one off the ground it's fun to find out more about Beanstalk Social and Hunt, you can visit them at beanstalksocial.co.uk. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode in which we're going to be speaking to Dr. Jeffrey Knott. If you're a student or recent grad interested in learning more about student enterprise, we host weekly skill sessions in the Enterprise Cube on campus, which is located right in between the library and uni temps. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you in two weeks. Startup Surrey is brought to you by the University of Surrey Student Enterprise Department and is produced by me, Rafara Mazarira, Jocelyn Chandler-Hawkins and Emily Oswald. To keep up with us, visit www.surrey.ac.uk forward slash student enterprise or follow us on Instagram at Surrey Student Enterprise.